Warning, this podcast may contain bad language and content that some listeners may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, one and all, to Dice Heads, your one-stop podcast and media centre for all things dice and tabletop gaming. At Dice Heads, we aim to make everything accessible, so no matter who you are, everybody games without discrimination. So come join us and become part of the all-inclusive gaming revolution that is Dice Heads. So, hello and welcome to this very special recording of Name Pending. <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> That's a great name, yeah. Woo! <laughs> so... Those of you who are joining us today, welcome to a very special one-shot campaign of Dungeons and Dragons, featuring the Seesaw Boys of T and Cleves. Cleves is here, but he's been a knob and not saying. Sorry, that I didn't realise that was you. You introduced me. I thought you were going to introduce everyone. Okay, that is the knob. But now people know what your voice is. Yep, they can tune it out. Hello, and we are also joined by Chad of Hindsight is twenty two hundred. Hello, hello. It's great to be back with the Seesaw Boys and, of course, Rich. Rich, our dungeon master of Knights of the Braille, who is running this entire thing for the two noobs, me and Cleves. God and bless Chad, you. Chad, you've got a bit of experience as well. so Not, not as much as Rich. Nowhere close. I prefer if you call me Dungeon Daddy, you know. Dungeon Daddy. <laughs> I feel that's a bit too sexual for me. I mean, oh, like oh you're about to get screwed. I, 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 don't, I don't know how I feel about that. I wasn't asked. Dungeon Daddy. Uh, it doesn't matter how you feel. I'm the voice in your head. Well, as mentioned, me and Cleves have no experience at all. Chad has some experience. And Rich, because you are the child, the poster child of... The dungeon the, daddy. The dungeon daddy. Um, you have more experience than all of us. So, I mean, I can just about spell Dungeons and Dragons, but you've devised a very tasty campaign for us. So, daddy, take it away. No, don't, don't. Uh, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't give me that lip, boy. Welcome, everyone, to this exclusive one-shot, The Dungeon Daddy's Disciple. Kicking off the Dicehead Revolution, T and Cleves of the Seesaw Podcast. Chad Michael Bowden of Hindsight is 20 slash 200. Andrew D.M. Richard from Knights of the Bridge. Over the course of the series, join Brago, MP, and Grog as they find themselves in an eerie seaside town with no way to get home. Do they have the strength to overcome the trials that the Dungeon Daddy has in store? Let the dice decide. As I do with my sessions that I have, we go around and introduce ourselves. Tell us a little bit about your character. Uh, We'll start with Chad since he has a bit more experience. Chad, tell us um, about your character. uh, Describe your character. And then we'll move on to uh, the Seesaw Boys. Uh, if you haven't heard any of my episodes of the Seesaw Guys, I'm Chad Bowton, and I'm the host of Hindsight is 20 slash 200, an awesome disability podcast that you should definitely check out on Anchor, Apple, and Spotify. 
I've done one one shot, so I don't know if that really makes me experienced, but <laughs> I have played before. Um, my character, his name is Brago Forbrig. He is a half-elf ranger, and basically um, the story that I created for my character in the previous one shot was basically my character was born to a human mother from nobility and a half-elf uh, merchant, and uh, basically, long story short, is the family of my mother's was not nice to half-elves or elven kind. So uh, the day my character was born, um, they killed my father. My mother fled with me, and we were saved with giants. And I was brought up as a ranger and hunter living with my giant family. Wow, and you say your mother is still alive? Yes, she's still alive. Thank you. Cleve. Okay. My character... He was born to his mother. No one, he's never really known his father or what went on with the actual conception. There. Born to the mother. That would have been confusing <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> what did I say? He said born to the mother. Of course it's fucking going to be. Okay. Well, he's born to the mother, all right? <laughs> Fuck you guys. Right. He's born to a mother. <laughs> he doesn't know who his father is, how he was born. He's born in a really shitty seaside town. Eventually, He's grown up with his mother in the slums and, you know, he, he can't get by by himself because they're really poor. So his mum teaches him how to sort of grift and steal and pickpocket a little bit till about the age of seven. And they're in a little bakery and a couple of gang members within the this crappy seaside town get into a fight. One accuses the other of stealing. Anyway, his mum gets killed as collateral damage and then he gets taken in by a gang himself called the Razor Trees. Anyway, he grows up till about the age of 20 within this gang. He learns how to use their particular weapons and styles. And he picks up from various gang members how to pull longer cons, do griffs, and just basically hone his still, uh, skills as a thief and pickpocket. Becomes best friends with a guy called Palm. Good lad. Anyway, these two are getting so in with the gang that the gang leader decides these guys threat to my leadership. Puts a hit out on them, John Wick style. Palm gets killed. And my guy, who I've not mentioned the name of until now, he's called MP, has to flee. Leaves his best friend to die. Gets on the ship. And that's where I'm at. Oh, I, I love all the information you give. Oh, it's, like, it's going to be bad because he, he says that. But uh, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's going to use all of the information we've given him to our, our disadvantage. That's yeah. that, Well, that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> So I think I'm rounding this out. So my character is a dwarf named Grogswill. Used to be a noble. Got absolutely messed up on various drugs and things he thought was drugs, as well as alcohol and things that he thought were alcohol. Then there's a big gap, and then we end up where we are now. So good at hitting things, being a barbarian, just hitting things and getting fucked up. So finds himself in the situation from falling asleep and waking up on a boat. Nice. I probably should mention that my guy was human as well. The, the, there's a lot of gaps in the backstory of my character. Purposely. Yeah. Is that because of the drugs and alcohol? <laughs> oh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. All we know is that they came from money and they currently have none and need more money to get drugs. So uh, I'm going to start off with, with Chad. Chad, one, um, 
<laughs> Tell me your character's name again. I'll do my best to try to use your character's name, but I'm not going to promise anything. Yeah, yeah. So the, the first name is um, Brago, B-R-A-G-O. Okay. One night while you're asleep, it's getting near the summer solstice, and while you're asleep in the woods, having gone off to track some animal for food for the village that is near you. You have not talked to your mother in several years. And in the dream that you're having, the sky is black. What you see is black. It's almost as though you're standing on absolute nothingness. No stars, no light, no kind of shades of gray. All there is is utter blackness. But as you begin to walk towards something, you hear the voice of your mother speaking to you. And it's more or less memories that are flashing of her telling you that she loves you, how proud she is of you, how she wishes that y'all could have spent more time together. And as you continue walking, it's as as though you're walking towards her voice. And things begin to appear to you. A dirt road that is gray. And all of these colors will be dark, gray, black. You may get a dark blue. Uh, But you see leafless trees swaying, even though there is no breeze. And you hear the cry of your mother as you see a village appear before you. You cannot make out the buildings specifically. You see shapes in the blackness. And as you look, you hear the sounds of waves slapping up against the shore, up against a a dock, you hear the creaking of ropes as a ship is tied to a dock. You can see the barest outline of this ship. And the last thing you hear is your mother crying your name, asking you to set her free. And as your eyes pop open, you're in the village that was in your dreams. You're nowhere near where you went to sleep at. Man, I should have never drank last night. <laughs> <laughs> Drugs and, and alcohol. <laughs> exactly. And as we move to Cleves, tell me your character's name one more time. MP, literally two letters. M- two letters. P. Two letters. Okay. Mary Poppins. Yes. Yeah, Mary Poppins. I was thinking mostly anything. pathetic, but, you know. Um, <laughs> as you're with this gang and, you know, going around and, and robbing different people and, you know, trying to make a, not necessarily a name for yourself because a rogue that is named is one that is not doing the right job that he has chosen to do for his life. But you have robbed from several rich people. Um, You've robbed from poor people. It does not matter to you who you get it from or how you get it. But 
one night as you have tracked this one specific person, you are going in not for the kill, but for the steal, so to speak. And you hear your best friend's voice that you had left behind, that you had thought dead. And in fact, he still could be dead. You're not really sure. Although the voice that you hear, it's as though he is whispering in your ear. In fact, you even feel the gentle breath of air as the voice says the words, you thought you left me for dead. As your hand goes into the pocket of this black robe and a hand goes down to clamp upon yours and the face turns to you covered by a hood, all you see is blackness and where the eyes should be are a darker black. And you wake up in this village that I have described to Chad and you're on your back in front of the temple to Erebus and the voice that fades away in your head is to keep your soul. You will help me figure out what is going on. You're left you stole shuddering. from the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> I stole from my ex-wife, apparently. <laughs> I am blacker than black. And T, your character's name one more time. Grog Swill or Grog. Grog. So you're at one of your normal parties, drinking, mixing ale and mead and shots of whiskey and doing what you're not supposed to do. There's um, several things that you've ingested that are better left alone. And all of a sudden, things begin to change. The colors that you see flash in and out. Uh, You're on a, for lack of a better term, a party boat. You somehow hoodwinked yourself into joining the Blackwoods on their on their party boat because you have connections. They need connections, and basically, you scratch their back, they scratch your back, and help you out. But these colors begin to flash in and flash out, brighter and brighter, until all of a sudden they begin to change to darker and darker and the colors begin to drain as the color of your skin begins to drain away. And the last thing that you actually see is the backs of your eyelids falling down and the world turning kind of like a cyclone as an eye like spins towards the middle, kind of like a top and you begin to focus on the center of this cyclone that is black and gray with shots of silver in it. The next thing that you notice, who knows how long it has been, is you're laying aboard a ship still. In fact, it is at least a replica of the same ship that you were on, the party ship. But however, all around you, The boards are transparent. They have a grayish tint to them, but they are still nevertheless transparent, yet solid to your touch. 
And each person that you see walking around the ship are skeletons, shades. You may see a ghoul or two. And none of them, you immediately know this, none of them are still alive. Yet, you can still feel your heart beating as of now. And, and you that are, kid is why you don't do drugs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you are in the same village as these other two. The night sky has definitely changed in appearance from what it was whenever you passed out. <laughs> I turn it over to you guys to see where y'all want to go from here. All so. right. So who <laughs> who wants to take the dive? Fine, I'll do it. I'll <laughs> okay. wake up, man. Where the fuck am I? Let let me just get my shit together for a second and then traipse around the nearest building. Let's find out because there all seem to be sort of... I'm in this village, but it seems to be a, a bit dodgy and a bit broken down. So I'm going to look for the nearest tavern, try and get something where there's going to be a lot of people. Maybe I can find out where I am and what I'm doing, well, how I've got there. And if anyone else has been doing the same thing. Also, fancy a bit of a drink, why not? After the night I've had, maybe a whiskey would calm my nerves. Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I arrive in the village having thought that I was listening to my mother give me directions to find her almost. Like, it sounded like she was trying to, like, have me come to her rescue. And, of course, I arrive in this village, I, I come back to my senses, and I'm just... Kind of at a loss because, you know, of course, I was just asleep in the woods, having failed a hunt. So, you know, I was exhausted from the day. So I was just taking a nap. And then now here I am in this like abandoned village, almost like a seaside port. You know, I have no idea where I'm at. So I as well am going to start, you know, just walking around, just seeing what I can find, see if I if there's any people that I might be able to interact with and of course I had the same idea I'm going to go towards an area where I think there might be a lot of activity and maybe a lot of actual people so I as well will head towards a tavern to see if I can get any information from whatever locals I can find and you know what I'm a bit parched for my walk so maybe I'll get uh, some ale as well so it is no surprise Grog wakes up murderous hangover but that's not new for Grog Grog knows what hangover is and he also knows the cure of it so this raggedy ass town has to have a bar has to have somewhere that he can score some little something hair of the dog so start walking about very uh, shaky on the feet but aim for that tavern because there's nothing picks up Grog better than some Grog or some ale or some meat, or some whiskey, <laughs> or, or some, all at the same time, <laughs> or, or some boot polish that's been melted down, mixed with water, and then drunk. <laughs> um, as you all enter into this village, MP already being in the village in front of the temple, you all get close to one another nearly at the same time, but you all spot the tavern and the sign above it written in a snake that is curling to spell out the name of the poisonous bite 
the two things that are dripping venom into mugs swings in a non-existent breeze. None of you see anybody in this village. In fact, the only person that you have seen is each other. But you all do hear slight moaning and sounds as though someone is following you. Grog would think that, you know, it's just his normal pounding headache. (laughs) But you all do hear the sound of, like, footsteps stomping slowly and dragging behind you. So I suppose the first thing I ask is these fine gentlemen, do you have some alcohol or money for alcohol? I'm sorry, mate. I'm instantly twitchy. I've been John Wicked at my last place. People are following me everywhere I need to be. I am twitchy. When I hear like people coming after me, I hear those footsteps. I'm looking around everywhere, looking at every exit, looking at every entrance, seeing who's going to be here. I haven't really got time for your... I dismiss you almost. Okay. I don't have I don't have any money for you. Okay. It, it sounds like I need to find out who's about to yeah. who's about to kill me. Uh, I, on the other hand, respond basically saying, uh, "Well, if you introduce yourself to me first, then I might chance you with a response." God, God cares not for you, you, you tall people. <laughs> God cares for Grog. Well, I, I might have responded in kind to you had you shown me any sort of just common decency, but because you so rudely say that you care for only yourself and alcohol and whiskey or shoe polish melted and been watered, um, <laughs> I will refuse to uh, acknowledge you. And instead, I will look at uh, the twitchy man that I see standing alongside us and I will acknowledge him and ask for his name and see if he's willing to introduce himself. Hey, I'm, I'm hopped up on a box at this point. I'm trying to get a bit of a high vantage point. And I'm sh- I'll shout down to you. How you doing? My name's MP. Where are you from? Where's everyone else? Um, it's, it's good to meet you, MP. I am Brago Forbrick. Honestly, I don't really know where I'm at right now. All I remember was that I, w- I fell asleep in woods near the the village of giants where I lived with my uh, where I had lived with my mother and um, all I remember is I failed a hunt and I was exhausted from just exerting myself so I decided to take a nap and then as I was sleeping I heard my mother's voice which is weird because my mother left the village of giants long ago many years ago so we haven't even talked for years so it was so weird to hear her voice again. And it's almost like she led me here. And when I awoke, I was standing at the the entrance to this town. So uh, I don't really know what's going on. What about you? Um, whoa, do you whoa, whoa. know how you got here? Hang on, hang on, hang on. You just fell asleep and you were here. Because yeah. that happened to me. I was on a boat. I just escaped my hometown. And my fallen comrade came to me in a dream. And again... He had the same things to say that your mother, and then the next thing I knew, I was in this place. That's strange. What are you doing down there? <laughs> we both look over to Grog, and yeah, we just like, we, tr- man, we try to like, doing? yeah, we're what almost wondering doing? like maybe he's in the same boat as us, but uh, he hasn't been very forthcoming. Yeah, you there, dwarf boy. So how did you get here? Much like many of Grog's parties, Grog ends up wherever Grog ends up. 
<laughs> Grog talks about himself in the third person. Oh, absolutely. How else will you address such a mighty warrior known as Grog? <laughs> he believes me, though. He believes in himself. And if nothing else, it, Grog believes in Grog and all things to do with Grog. So, no, no idea. But the tavern looks mighty fine right now. I mean, I guess there's no reason we should just stand around outside not knowing where we're at, you know. I, I guess if we're all okay with it, we can go into a tavern with each other. There's less exits to, to mark, so let's, right. go, let, let's go in. Yeah. All right. Let's all go in. Maybe there might be some leftover alcohol to help calm our nerves until we figure out what's happening. Wait. As you step upon the boards leading into the poisonous bite. It's as though you can see the snake moving on the sign, its head following you as you enter in the door, which squeaks quite loudly as you walk in. Inside, there is no sound, which is rather loud in itself. The steps that you make are rather muffled, in fact. And the sound of your breathing is loud in each of your ears. Again, there is no one in here, but there are tables set up. Although many of them are broken, some are overturned, and the chairs that you see have seen better days. The bar is at the back of the tavern, and you can see splotches of blood upon the uh, mirror at the back. And you see a large area in the middle of the mirror, which seems as though something hit it and cracks shoot out from the center of this, basically like indention, where several pieces of the mirror are missing. Damn, Uh, no bar star. (laughs) (laughs) But also, this concerns Grog. Because this takes a new new slant on the Bloody Mary. I'm gonna go look for something to drink. All right, whilst all right. you you passionate young young gentleman can assist Grog by finding out if there's anyone around who can serve Grog. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna walk around the bar, I'm gonna check the exits, I'm gonna check the entrances, see where we're at. As they're doing that, I just yell out real quickly, Hello? I don't know if anyone can hear us, but um we would really love if someone could help us. We have no idea how we ended up here, but if there's anyone here that can talk to us and help with us, just let us know where we're at right now. We would appreciate that. Strangely enough, you begin to hear footsteps. And as Grog goes to go around the end of the bar, you see a tankard floating in midair slamming down on the bar right where your hand would be. And MP, as you look at the exits and all other available escapes, you see that, you know, you could get out the back if absolutely you had to, but as you look back through the kitchen and all, you notice several piles of what seems to be really old Bones laying in the kitchen. Oh, fuck. Might be a delicious banquet. You don't know that. Maybe. 
Gog eats many a swine at feast day. So I, I would like to ask um, Dungeon Daddy. <laughs> you said the tankard was floating in midair and slammed right down where Grog's hand would have gone to reach out to see if there was any alcohol around him. Of course. More, and, okay, go more, ahead. More or less like mm-hmm. the he was setting the tankard down to be mm-hmm. filled, not okay. like in a malicious way. Okay. So was he lifting it or was it or was it floating in midair? It was floating in midair. Okay. And then for MP, he is he's in the kitchen right now, you said? He I'm had looked around, I guess. Yeah, he was looking and in the kitchen was a way of escape, and that's where he saw the piles of bones. Okay. That he could escape through there if absolutely uh-huh. had to. I just want some, you know, wanted some more context a little bit. I guess I will acknowledge Grog because as I'm standing there shouting, I see the tanker floating in midair. And of course, I'm just like, okay, what the hell is is that floating in midair? So I, I try and like yell out to Grog. I'm like, yo, Grog, I know you're probably not in the best state of mind, but I'm not the only one that saw that tanker floating in midair. A- 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 am I right? Oh, I saw it. Oh, MP. Um, where where were you? Were you were you looking for an exit? Oh, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking yeah. around. But I see it. I see it, man. Did you find anything while you were looking for an exit? Just a way out. Okay. So this Grog is... does and does not see many things, but in this instance, Grog did see that because at this point, I have not consumed anything in at least twelve hours. So it's safe <laughs> to say that I saw that, and providing that you two saw it, it's real. Mm. But what I'm more concerned with is if there's anything consumable in this bar. And I'm going to ask the Dungeon Daddy <laughs> whether there is anything in this bar that I can drink. Roll me an investigation check. Hey, first roll. Ooh, Let's go. Okay. These are the things I'm not quite 100% sure how to do. So. This is the fun of the one shot. We're, we're all new to this. We're all visually impaired, and we are having a good time with this one shot. Yeah, yeah I've, ne- I've never run a game before. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, whatever, Daddy. <laughs> okay. Four. Four? Four. You ain't gonna fight shit. <laughs> like as in a single digit four. <laughs> um, you ain't gonna fight shit. <laughs> you, you know what? You find a bottle that <laughs> is laying on its side, although there is no lid on it. There is liquid inside. Hard pass. You look at it, and I go, "Mate, I found a cupboard back here. It looks like it's stopped full to the brim with good shit." No, fuck it, I'm gonna drink it. <laughs> you gonna, you're gonna drink the you're gonna drink the dodgy bottle, are you? I, I need I need something, man. I need something. I mean what you can see it might be an illusion. Grog will consume this. No, it's a cupboard, it just needs it just needs the lot bashing off and then jobs are good in. Roll me a constitution save. Oh no. <laughs> Who? All of us or <laughs> no, um, just grog. Okay, just grog. Because he's okay. drinking he's gotcha, drinking the dodgy the dodgy alcohol, gotcha. Yeah. And uh, M- get a natural one. M- 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 P- a twelve. 
Give me just a second. There you go. Um, That's better. <laughs> uh, MP, roll me an investigation check to see if you really did see that cover. For those who have never played, you do in with some skills, depending on your class, you'll have plus and minuses. So you might have an advantage when you're rolling for investigation. While uh, you're looking for that, I will tell what our dearest Grog gets from... All right, I'm interested in this. ...from this drink. As you turn the bottle up, uh, the liquid slowly comes down the neck of the bottle. You've ever seen molasses or or honey, it really thickly slides down the neck of the bottle and into your mouth. And you immediately taste the foulest tasting, like kind of like mixing hog feces with <laughs> cow urine <laughs> into oh, your mouth. It's chunky, it's thick, it sticks on the back of your throat, it coats your tongue. And instantly, though, as you're swallowing, you're already swallowing, like, down your throat. So it goes into your stomach and hits your stomach extremely hard. And you do get advantage on constitution saves, though. I believe you're a dwarf, correct? Yes, that is true. So you can roll one more time. (laughs) (laughs) Make it count. (laughs) Okay. Constitution save. 19, baby. Ooh, nice. It's got high competition. Um, as it hits your stomach, your stomach rumbles and continues rumbling kind of like a thunderstorm in your gut. It does not make you sick, but you have a horrible case of gas. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I like putting comedy in into mine. Not a lot, but a little. You know, so you know, at least as we're getting terrified and maybe running for our lives, at least there always will be just the sound of a, a lone fart at the most tense <laughs> moment. Yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> I have actually had a character that killed somebody by having explosive diarrhea and a kernel of corn <laughs> shot them in the eye. So you have Gosh. now like a horrible amount of gas. Gross. My investigation came up with a nine. And nine, you do see the cupboard that you mentioned. However, you did not open it to see what's inside. Oh, man. That looks so sweet and tasty. Oh, that taste is what I just drunk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know. We don't know. <laughs> Can we try and crack this keg? I mean, ghost beer, that sounds sweet. Yeah, I'll say there's a, there's a keg back there. It stands to reason there's. You know, what about the what about the floaty one? one? Can we open try and open the floaty keg? That's a wasn't it a tankard? A, oh, tank- it was a tankard. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fair. So mm. ghost swamp beer too. I would yeah. rather investigate it. <laughs> All right. Go for it, Chad. All right. Let me get investigator. My... As he's doing that, your stomach rumbles and it's like <laughs> the second worst diarrhea I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like like the morning after you really throw one the night before. Oh, nice. That's every night for Grog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or as we call it in the south, the bubble guts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so I got a 19 or plus one, so a 20. A 20. It is a regular tanker. Nothing magical about it. I mean, it's rather old, but... Mm-hmm. 
you know, it, it definitely comes from from this bar. I mean, there's mm-hmm. nothing. So nothing to tell us, like no, no signs. So like we, it just floated, and we have no reason to know why. Yeah, no reason. Look I mean, no it. string that was holding it. Or, or <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Guy with a fishing line. Look, other than the fact that we can drink here, maybe mm-hmm. we should look at the temple next door where I woke up. See if anything's going on there. Yeah, it just it's it's so weird. Um, the floating tankard there's there seems to be no one here but uh it stands the reason if we were able to break the lock on that cover that we might find something in there but i just find it strange that since arriving here i have seen no one but you two and here we are in this tavern there's a floating tankard alcohol strewn about there's blood that we see on the bar i mean what in the world is going on Grog agrees, and Grog doesn't feel well and could do with some fresh air. So. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should uh, get I mean, back outside and try looking at the, the temple that you said that you woke up around, NP. Yeah. As you go to exit the poisonous bite, you don't know about the skeletons in the, in the kitchen, however, MP would, and... Mm-hmm. And, well, and you all would hear clattering coming from back there. While mm-hmm. he may know what it is, you, the other two of you have no idea. And right. I will take a, a couple of liberties here and say that Grog thinks it's his stomach clattering. <laughs> <you know? laughs> um, as long as everybody's cool with that, I'm not going to do anything to hurt your character, but I will throw mm-hmm. a little flavor in there every once in a while like that. Yeah. No, I think it's funny. So Grog will have to react. Oh, that was a tasty meatball. <laughs> uh, why he knows idioms of Italian people. <laughs> but he's uh, well-traveled, well-traveled and well-drunk. But, of course, you two obviously don't want me to, to have gas around you. So. <laughs> you stand over there. In my head, I, I've heard something in the back door. So I've seen the bones and I'm thinking... Fuck, let's just get out of here, man. Let's just that doesn't sound good. Let's just let's just keep going. Someone's after me. I, I, okay. That makes sense. You know, I don't say anything. I, I do notice and uh recognize that I have heard something. I, I don't know what it is. I don't like it, but um I will ask both Grog and MP if they heard. because you know, did you guys hear it sounded almost like clacking clattering almost like i won't say like dishes but it, it was definitely like some type of like hard material clacking together am i the only one that heard that as we are try to leave this tavern no oh, mate i got that yeah so mm-hmm. where, where where was this kitchen bound kitchen bound so uh-huh. potentially it could be a weatherspoon's employee <laughs> let's go to the kitchen because they all know where the beer is oh, all right come on man uh I mean, he's not wrong. I I mean, we have no idea of knowing if there is someone in here. I mean, no one responded to us. We've apparently have all noticed something very strange is happening, at least in this tavern. Mate, um, for now, I'm going to be like, mate, if you want to go back in, all on you. I'm going <laughs> to wait outside. I'm going to see what this temple is about. I'm, I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be like, mate, if you want to just grab a beer, just go in, grab a beer, come back out. I'll see you in five. That shit sounds 
Not like my jam. All right, so I guess MP will decide to leave us and get outside of the tavern. Grog and I will stay back at least for a little bit and discuss whether we want to go and check on the noise. Answer me this, are y'all inside or outside of the tavern? I'm outside. I feel like you guys are going yes. back in just to double check. Yeah, I knew MP yeah. was outside. Yeah, yeah. MP MP's no longer with us. He he's left us long ago after saying like I'm not down for this. I'm too paranoid after what's happened to me. If you guys want to look, you can. So he's already left us. We don't right. know if he's waiting for us outside or he's already left to the tab um, to the temple. But Grog and I are still in the tavern. Yes. MP, as you head towards the temple, you and the other two who are inside of the tavern hear the doors slam shut. And as as the two of them walk back towards the kitchen, that's when the door slams shut. Thank you for listening to Dungeon Daddy's Disciples. Music used during the one-shot Dungeon Daddy's Disciples provided by Michael Gelfie of Michael Gelfie Studios. Transcription was provided by Kimberly Kaiser. Links are in the show notes. You can find the Hindsight Disciples over on Twitter at 2200Hindsight and on Anchor. You can find your Seesaw Disciples on Twitter at SeesawPod or find them at www.seesawpodcast.com And you can find their dungeon dad, Richard, at Braille Knights on Twitter and www.knightsofbraille.com Be sure to check out Everyone Games at www.everyone-games.com because everybody deserves to get Tune in next week for another episode. Same time, same place. The DD and his disciples will see you there. Well, all right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of this one-shot campaign. That's right, Dungeon Daddy's Disciples. I hope you guys are enjoying what you're hearing so far, but what's going to happen to the Dice Heads next you're going to have to find out in the next episode. The doors to the tavern have closed. Our parties are separated. Will they find something that they wish they never found? Well, come back next time. Thank you for listening to this Dice Heads production. At Dice Heads, we're constantly on the lookout for new content creators from the world of tabletop gaming. So if you want to work with the Dice Heads team, or even have your own content that you'd like Diceheads to host, then simply drop us a message. You can find us on Twitter at The Diceheads, by email at thediceheads at gmail.com, or on our website, thediceheads.com. All comments and feedback are greatly appreciated. And so until next time, keep rolling. <laughs>